Friends, it is Friday already. Hard to believe we are already at the end of the week. This week has absolutely flown right by, has it not? It has just, wow, uh, where did it go? But when you're busy uh, doing lots of things that you love to do, um, that that does make it fly right by. And I certainly can tell you I love what I do. Uh, even though there are burdens to bear and uh, heavy things that we carry uh, emotionally or spiritually or mentally on on the behalf of a body of Christ, uh, certainly I, I do love what I do, so it does make it go by rather quickly. So uh, I do want to ask you uh, this morning, we just want to pray. We have a dear brother in our church, young man, in his, only in his 40s, uh, who will be having a kind of uh, emergency 
surgery uh, today at two o'clock uh, for some cancer that was discovered just in the last few days. So uh, I'm not going to say the name of uh, the family on the public broadcast, those within the family of Rassie Chapel who are on the prayer page, uh, uh, part of that family, or uh, who are in our email distribution list, you you will have more of that information. So, But uh, today at 2 o'clock, uh, our brother will be having a very uh, sudden surgery, and so we do want to pray for for that family today as uh, they walk down this road that will likely have, uh, you know, further treatments and things that will be a part of it. So uh, we do want to stop and pray this morning for that family, Lord, that you would hear us as we pray for this family that will be undergoing uh, surgery, the man undergoing surgery today at 2 o'clock. Uh, we pray for him. We pray for the surgeons. We pray for the entirety of the the. Uh, the medical staff that will be caring for him, Lord, that you would uh, uh, just guide their hands, give them insight in everything that they do. That is our prayer today. Uh, continue to give them an absolutely incredible uh, measure of your peace uh, in, in the face of such uh, stunning news uh, and uh, to help them as well be a very clear witness for you. Um, so we left them to you, Lord, and ask for your undergirding care for them, for the extended family, uh, for the man's parents and uh, and brothers, sisters, family members. That Lord, you would just uh, undergird all of them and meet each of them with uh, with your care and with your grace today. Now, Lord, as we get into your Word, it's my prayer that you would minister to us, uh, that you would guide us, direct us, help us to learn and grow in Jesus today. Amen. So, uh, I haven't seen our friend Don in the background here, and uh, so I am uh, filling in here a little bit for uh, for some of the background work, the critical background work that Don does. So, uh, a little bit distracted as I'm trying to type a few things, uh, but. We are, we are not in a particular book right now. We are in a conversation uh, about what it means to live as a follower of Christ. Uh, I entitled this little series just simply Disciple Talk. You know, we are called to live as disciples. We are called to live as followers of Christ. And uh, so uh, what does it mean? How do we go about this? How do we do this? So uh, that has been our conversation. We've talked the last few days about what it means to abide in Christ. How do we live in Christ? How, what what measures, what steps can we take to help us? Uh, in fact, a few days ago, uh, I suggested, I guess it was on Sunday, I suggested a little book. And in fact, there's a set of two books called Every Moment Holy. Uh, I would highly suggest and recommend that you consider uh, going on Amazon or Christian book distributors and ordering those books, and uh, they're 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 books of prayers and prayers for the the moments of life. Prayers, um, I mean, prayers for when you're doing dishes, prayers for when you're cooking a meal, prayers for 
Uh, and it's interesting to read. It's not that we don't know how to pray, but we don't think about, well, why would I pray while I'm doing dishes or why would I pray while I'm folding laundry or, and then the nature of what is within those prayers causes us to go, Hmm, I hadn't thought about that aspect before of, uh, of lifting a prayer of that nature up to God. Um, so it's it's insightful. It can fortify your prayer life. Uh, it helps us to think about every moment is holy, and, and, and every every day is uh, the opportunity, and all that we do throughout any day is an opportunity to look to God. So uh, I just want to commend those books to you. I, I don't have a, a ready picture. Uh, I guess I can maybe try to pull something up here, but every moment holy um, as a great resource uh to to help fortify your life so um yeah so let me let me slide a picture over i think i can do this oops and i can get it up on the screen uh uh there we go. Uh, one man show here. You know, this is this is what it looks like here. Um, this is a Christian book distributors. Every moment holy, uh, volume one. There are two different volumes of that particular book. So, so I I just want to commend it to you as something you might consider. It isn't the type of book that you would listen to. I mean, it's not like an Audible book. I don't know if it's available on Audible, but. I mean, it's just they're short prayers. I mean, it might be a paragraph of prayer uh, or, or something of that nature that would help you uh, just just think about what to pray, how to pray uh, in your days. So living as disciple, it's an every moment, all the time uh, type of thing that, that we that we will do. And uh, uh, to invite Christ to be a part of every aspect of our day, to invite Christ to have coffee with us, to invite Christ to, back, I'm going to take another sip. It's good. Uh, invite Christ to be with us as we meet with somebody at a restaurant. Invite Christ to be with us as we go to work. Invite Christ to, to be with us as we uh, uh, as we do housework. Invite uh, Christ to be with us as we cut the grass. Invite Christ to be with us as uh, we we walk the footbridge. Uh, and invite Christ to go with us on a bike ride. Invite Christ to go with us to the movies. Invite Christ. You see what I'm saying? I mean. And, and their prayers, and, and to learn that type of a rhythm of prayer, um, as suggested by that book, Every Moment Holy, uh, will just will strengthen you and will fortify you in your spiritual life. I am, I'm convinced of that, uh, absolutely convinced of that. So I, I just want to commend that particular book to you. Um, I don't remember what title I, I gave to this this morning, uh, but yes, I do. It's it share what you know. Some people say, well, I, I don't know what to share. I, I want to live as a, as a disciple, and I want to make Christ known, but I don't know what to say. Now, I want to suggest two things to you. Uh, one uh, is this is an advertisement for an event taking place at Windsor Christian Fellowship on the 13th of August, uh, beginning in the morning, I, th I think at 8 o'clock, um, 
It is an event to train. It's only a few hour event. The feed you breakfast and offer up training should be done by noon on how to share Christ. I mean, that that is an event. It's part of the Restore New England event. The night before on August 12th is a prayer gathering to pray for spiritual awakening and revival here in the state of Maine. Uh, those are things I would encourage your participation in because they will help to strengthen you in your faith and will also help to... Um, Priscilla's got it right there, 8.30 to 11.30. Thanks, Priscilla. And uh, they will fortify you. But share what you know. That, that, that's the second thing. Number one, there is an event that would help provide some training for you in the area of personal discipleship. Number two, be prayerful. Uh, there, there is the promise of Jesus where he says, I will give you what it is that that you need to say when, when you go to speak to people. Don't worry about what to say. I will give you what to say. Now, he said that to the disciples in in the face of knowing that they're going to go before governors and go before princes and kings and and, and have to give an account. Um, that is the, um, the context that Jesus was speaking in uh, or about. But nonetheless, the promise, I believe, holds true for all the time that don't be worried. Trust the Spirit of God to bring to your remember, uh, bring to your remembrance the things that you've already studied, the things that we've talked about, the things that you've heard in other sermons, the things that you've read in books, the things that you've read in the scriptures. Trust the Holy Spirit to bring those things back because that's the promise of God to bring those things back. I don't know what to share. You know, how do I share? What do I share? Um, Again, as we prayed at the very top of the hour this morning for, for our uh, friends, uh, this family, and the man having surgery, I mean, a number one concern is I want to make sure I am a, a, a great witness for Christ. So uh, for the event, the question is being asked, uh, what about the church van? I, I think uh, likely, yes, we will try to carpool over to um, over to Windsor Christian Fellowship. It's on Route 32. You go over Route 3 and hop down. There's a little bit shorter way to go, but the easiest way over Route 3, then turn left on 32 uh, and head south, uh, and you'll come down to what's called Reed Road, and, and you'll see Windsor Christian Fellowship on the right there on that corner on the right. Um, I don't remember the exact address, but Reed Road, R-E-E. The road uh, and Windsor Christian Fellowship, but yes, we will plan to try to take a van down for that. Great question. Uh, what do you share? Uh, again, you share things that maybe you learn in uh, an event, in a training event. Uh, right now, there are students who are reaching out, doing a witness uh, up in Alaska. Sandy Good, our friend that we prayed for last year, and his ministry live ten twenty seven, which comes out of Luke ten twenty seven. Uh, uh, they are doing surveys, conducting worldview surveys, asking people questions about all kinds of things with the hopes of getting into the conversation of the gospel with people. Uh, it'd be interesting to do that with a, a group of uh, adults. Um, you know, how would people respond to adults versus responding to, you know, late teens and early 20s, younger people approaching them? Uh, how would they feel about somebody in their 80s approaching? Hey, we're doing a survey. 
just things to bolster our faith. But but what do you share? I mean, that, that is the question. Uh, you share what you know. You share what you've experienced. You share um, what you have seen. Let me take us into the book of First John for a moment and, and show you what John had to say. First John, um, chapter one, uh, says says this: that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, uh, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at uh, and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. Now notice everything they say, uh, everything that John says. We heard. I mean, so you share. What have you heard? I mean, you've heard me, so I've given you plenty of arsenal of things that you can you can share as, as I've tried to communicate and share with you the word of God. So that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, I mean, go, you even go back to the beginning. Uh, what can you share about your knowledge of the evidence for the existence of God? I mean, I, I've tried on a very regular basis to reinforce uh, the idea of sharing the the evidence for the existence of God as something that uh, uh, is notable that, that you can share with other people. So we share that, uh, that which was from the beginning. Share the evidence, share the creation evidence which we have heard. What, what have you heard from sermons? What have you heard in song? Um, what have you heard as you've listened, listened maybe to audiobooks or listened to scripture? So that which is from the beginning, the evidence, what we've heard, uh, secondly, uh, which we have seen with our eyes. What have you seen? What have you experienced? Uh, he says, that which we have looked at with our eyes. So uh, heard, seen with our eyes, we've looked at, I mean, observed. So hopefully you've observed things. You've been uh, watching after Christ and observing things in that way. And so what have you observed? What have you looked at? And you, you share that. Uh, our hands have touched. Now, you might not have been able to, to touch Jesus as the disciples touched Jesus, you know, I, you remember back in uh, John chapter 21, Jesus reaching out his hands to Thomas, who was the doubter, and saying, here, put your put your fingers right there in my hands. Here, here's my side. Put your, put your fist in there. See, I mean, I'm real. You can touch me. He ate with them. So, I mean, they had this experience. They looked, they, they touched, and then... Uh, John concludes in this verse, 1 John 1, 1, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. What do you share? You share what you have learned. You share what your eyes have seen. You, you share what your ears have heard. You share what you yourself has, have experienced. Uh, you, we have this book, the word of God. You, you share the word of God. I mean, it's a great thing to be able to to, to have a, a, a small version, not a big Bible-thumping Bible-type version, but a smaller version maybe that you put in someone's hands and say, can, can, can you read this verse? And you take them to a place like John 1.12, one verse. It's one of, if you have time for one verse, that's the verse, in my opinion, uh, to take someone to, to, to share with them the gospel. You're, you're in a you know, a short situation, the conversation has arisen, the person you know is going to move on because they're getting into a taxi cab or here in Morrill, Maine. I mean, that's, that's, you have a big need of uh, Uber and uh, taxi cabs and things here in Morrill, Maine. 
I say that tongue in cheek. Um, but you have all the moment, but the person is at least willing to have dialogue with you. Share one verse and, and have them look at scripture. Let them let their own lips read the scripture. Those are things that you can do. Uh, that's what we share. He goes on and says this. He says, uh, the life appeared. We have seen it and testified to it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us. I mean, why are they proclaiming it? They're proclaiming the message they, being the apostles, these, these early disciples, are proclaiming the message because they want other people to participate in the fellowship. Not just, not just you know, go to heaven someday, get saved, okay, see you later, we'll see you in heaven someday, but wanting them to be a part of the family. So we proclaim what has been, what you've seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us. And notice what it says. It says, and our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. Friends, sitting here on my perch, doing what I do makes my joy complete. Sharing with you the word of God makes my joy complete. The proclamation, the spread of the gospel, the, the building up of the church, um, the building up of the believers, the expanse of the gospel uh, that makes my joy complete. And, and and John wrote, we write this to make your joy complete. Friends, I sit here in the morning at 6 a.m. to make to make my joy complete, but also to make your joy complete, to make your life full. Now, some of you might be listening to this at 3 o'clock in the afternoon or 4 o'clock in the afternoon or some other time. But just know that, that I got up this morning and uh, on the tired side, but got up this morning and made my way to my office, shot off an email, and sit here because I want you to have fellowship with God. I want us together to have fellowship with God, to, to experience God, to encounter God, to, to be built up in our love for God, to be fruitful in, in, in the sharing of the Great Commission, our participation in the Great Commission. And, and as we do these things, as we bear fruit for Jesus, then we will have joy. So what do you share? You share what you know. You share what you've learned. You share what someone else is teaching you. And, and, and I do want to encourage sharing. Uh, if, if you are not so impacted by the presence of Jesus, if you are not so uh, impacted by the, uh, the truth of Jesus and who he is, uh, then I want to pray that, that you have a, a, a richer, more complete understanding, uh, a more complete illumination of who he is, uh, a more uh, intimate encounter with him so that you would be moved to absolute the absolute place that I just have to make him known. Uh, if, if we do discipleship, quote, unquote, which we'll be doing this fall and probably going to set different times so people have uh, options to participate, uh, and then if you don't learn to then share these things with other people and, and, and we fail to help people share what they have learned, we have failed to make disciples. Disciples have to share. Uh, it, it's part of our lives. But just what do we share? We share what we've learned. Now, there are some comments here. I want to go into the comments and see a few things that 
those listening during the live hour are, are having to say to us. Uh, uh, yeah, and I read this uh, in a post, uh, Don saying, Don, our other administrator here in, in the broadcast, I, I watched uh, I Am Gabriel last night and my seven-year-old grandson asked what I was watching. I told him it was about God. He asked me if God created everything and I opened up my U version of the Bible and read him Genesis 1, 1 through 5, the first day of creation. And Papa, I bet that gave your heart joy, did it not? To, to have that question and to have that dialogue. Kudos, perfect to, for perfect, that's what you should do. So I was a little unsettled as I went to bed last night, another person writes, and, and I talked to God about it, and he said to me, the steadfast love of the Lord is near. Uh, I was unable to close my eyes and quiet my mind, and I went to sleep. I love the Word of God and uh, that the Holy Spirit brings it to me just when I, and again, it's the Word of God. Uh, that is a verse, the steadfast love. And, and the verse comes out of Lamentations, I think, the third chapter. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning, new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, O oh God. And that's the text I'm going to share with a family here this morning when we get off the broadcast. Um, at least I'm going to try to remember to do that. Good stuff here. What do we share? We, we, we share that. You, you share how the, the Lord calmed and comforted your heart. And uh, we share how we shared with somebody else and what their reaction, what their response was. We share these things. And, you know, I, I know that some of you are in places maybe where you can't always readily share, but God will give you the opportunities. I fully believe that, uh, th that if you ask for the, for the opportunities, God will give you the opportunities to be able to, to make him known. Now, I want to take you to another passage. So this is John, the Apostle John, John the Beloved, uh, who wrote what we just read here. And uh, let me take us over to... Um, to another place uh, here in the book of Acts. Dr. Luke, M.D. Dr. Luke, medical doctor, uh, writes these words in the book of Acts. Um, in my former book, Theophilus, he's writing to a person named Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he showed himself to these men and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. Uh, on one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And they were. You know, uh, at Pentecost, you go to Acts chapter 2 and you read about that. But what I want to highlight out of this passage uh, is... Uh, What Luke says in verse 3, he showed himself to these men. He gave convincing proofs that he was alive, the historicity of Jesus. 
he appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. So I'll take us to other place here in just a moment. First uh, Corinthians chapter 15, I think it's verse three, where it says he spoke to 500 of the brothers. Uh, he appeared to 500 of the brothers at one time. Um, he could have stayed on earth. The resurrected Jesus could have gone around preaching, but that wasn't the plan. The plan was for you and I, the plan was that we would be the gospel tears, the, the gospel ears, that we would be the ones that would uh, communicate the gospel, the church, believers in Jesus. We are his plan for the proclamation of the gospel around the world. He said this in verse 4. On one occasion, while he was eating with him, spirits don't eat. Ghosts do not eat. Androids do not eat. I'm thinking Star Trek. Um, don't have the need to. Jesus was in a glorified body. He was flesh as we are flesh. And it says he was eating with him. Just what I'm trying to highlight here is he, what he showed, what he taught, what they experienced. What do we share? We we share what we are taught. We share what we have, have experienced. We we share what someone else sat down and said to us. I, I mean, I would encourage you every single day to be able to uh, open up your Bible and, and to be able to say, um, okay, Lord, teach me something today. Get a notebook. I, I am a huge believer in the notebook. Uh, you might call it a journal. I, I use a um, composition notebook. You might use a spiral-bound notebook. You might use a tablet. You might use a fancy notebook or something. Like I've talked about some of those in the past. But but you say, Lord, I'm not going to leave until you give me one thing today. And you sit there and you look at the scripture and you read it, you reread it, you read it and reread it all over again. And that's redundant, I know, uh, to reread all over again. because that, Anyway, you get the point. You, you read it and read it and read it. And, and Lord, give me something. Help me to see something here. For me, I mean, I can see stuff in absolutely, absolutely every single verse. Uh, that, that's that's the wiring that God has given me. That's the gift that God has given me to then turn around and share it with you. Uh, what we see in absolutely every single verse, but and you might do that. You might do uh, Acts as an example. You might do Acts uh, one one through five, and that's that's your devotions for the morning. And you fill up a page or two of uh, notes of things that you seen uh, and and uh, you write out the verses and i think writing out the verses you know as your mind goes to your hand to move the pen uh and then you write the words and then it goes back up to your mind just that this this uh cycle of doing this helps the retention helps the memory so those are things that we can do each and every single day what do we share we share what we've been taught we share what we have seen we share what we have heard. We share how we came to faith in Christ. We share our own testimony. Friends, you have so much to share. If you would just stop and think about how much you have boatloads, literally boatloads of, of a wealth of information that you can share. You have a, a wealth of, uh, of, of learning. You, you have access to radio and to podcast and to books and to uh, YouTube videos and you go on and on and on. There's so much. Uh, you can have a boatload to be able to share with people. So I, I want to encourage you to, to think about that, to uh, pray about that, to consider that. Uh, 
that you have so much to share. We are to share Christ. We are, uh, let me go back to this verse, the Great Commission verse. Uh, in fact, I remember one other passage I want to share with you. Uh, but it says it says this in, in Matthew uh, chapter 28, Great Commission. Uh, Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So he has the authority. Therefore, you go, you, as you're going, actually is what it would say in the Greek. Therefore, as you are growing, going, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age that, that you and I would be teaching that we'd be making disciples, that we'd be baptizing. When I served at Camp Fairhaven as a speaker years ago, I did a lot of speaking at Camp Fairhaven. I said, look, you know, let's baptize these kids. And somebody said, well, why do their parents might want to be there? Well, maybe a Christian parent would, but a lot of those kids come out of situations where they didn't have Christian parents. So let's get them baptized and walking with Jesus. That is the primary thing. Uh, and I, and they, I said, I don't need to do it. You counselors, you're the ones spending time with these kids. You counselors, you're the ones leading these kids to Christ. You baptize these kids. It's multiplication. We need to multiply in that way. We're, we're given a few things. We're given a great commandment. We are called to love God. We are given uh, a great commission. We're, we're called to make God known. And we're given a great uh, companion, the Holy Spirit, who will help us in that task. We have all that. One last passage, uh, John, the fifth chapter. Let me take us there. Read this, and we'll, we'll land the plane on this. Sometime later, it says, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for a feast of the Jews. Now there is in Jerusalem near the sheep gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethsaida, and which is surrounded by five colored colonnades. Here is a great number of disabled uh, here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed, uh, and they waited for the moving waters. And from time to time an angel of the Lord would come down and stir up the waters. The first one in the pool after each after each such disturbance would be cured of whatever disease he had. Now, if you look at what I'm looking at, the, this is kind of paste, uh, placed in a parenthetic and grayed out and placed in italics, indicating that these couple of verses may not be in, in all the most original manuscripts, only part of the manuscripts, and a smaller number of the manuscripts had these verses in them, so... There is a question as to whether they actually should be there or not. But nonetheless, the people would go to this pool. We know that what is stated in verse 3, down in verse 5, it says, One who was there had been um, uh, invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked, Do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. Uh, while I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me, and, and they get the blessing. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat, and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. The day on which this took place was a Sabbath. 
And so the Jews said to the man who had been healed, it's the Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry your mat. These silly uh, religious leaders. But he replied, the man who made me well said to me, pick up your mat and walk. So who's he going to listen to? Huh? So they asked him, who is this fellow who told you to pick it up and walk? And the man who was healed had no idea who it was. For Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. He didn't know, but he knew what his experience was. He knew what Jesus had said to him. In fact, there are a, a couple different stories like that where they didn't know, just that Jesus had done this. The, the man you're asking, I don't know who he was, but this I can tell you what he did for me. If that's all you know, tell others what Jesus did for you. Old Don Francisco's song said this, uh, I got to tell somebody, I got to tell somebody, I got to tell somebody, got to tell somebody what Jesus did for me and that that would be us, that we just have to be in that place in our lives that God would bring us to such depths of soul and such real reality of relationship with him that we just got to tell somebody. Share what you know. That's what you share. Lord, help us. Help us to be so filled with you that, that we can't help but talk about you, that we can't help but whisper about you, that we can't help but make you known. Give us the confidence to share what we know. Give us the confidence to share what we've experienced. Give us the confidence to, to open our mouths and then the faith to watch you work. Lord, be glorified in our lives. That's our prayer today. In Jesus' name, Lord, hear our prayer. Have a good day, everyone. I will see you over the weekend.